Welcome back to another edition of Coming Up Winners. I am your host, Jason McIntyre. It's a two-podcast week, Andrew Litch. I am so geeked, I should warn you ahead of time, I'm on my second Venti Starbucks drink already. It's only 10.15 out here in LA. I'm wired for this podcast. NCAA tournament, I'm so geeked. I have got down, I'm officially, 11 bets have been made. I will be... Uh, revealing all of them here as we go through. Are you ready for this, folks? All 32 games. We're picking them all against the spread. Andrew Lynch and I, a little competition to see who does better. I'm sure uh, Lynch will do better than me. Lynch, you have copious notes. Uh, very nicely written. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready for this. I, and not only are we picking every game against the spread, we are placing wagers on every single game. It might not be a no. full unit. It might not even be a half unit. But this is what we say no. every single time on this podcast. If we're going to give you a pick, we're, giving, we're putting our money where our mouth is. And that's one of the things. A lot of the guys on social media, are you betting on these games? Well, obviously I'm betting on these games now. Now, uh, I am officially 0 for 1 in the NCAA tournament. Womp, I in-game bet, kind of like an idiot, Temple uh, Belmont last night. Um, I thought I felt like the world was on Belmont. They were the public side. And uh, Belmont was up by, I don't know, five points in the first half, whatever it was. I just jumped in Temple getting three and a half. Looked good there midway through the second half. And then Belmont pulled away late. Uh, I just think Belmont was is a bit of a square side. And, hey, squares are going to win sometimes, right? Like It's going to happen. Um, so let's dive in. Thursday games. We're going to go per the recommendation of Andrew Lynch, the genius. We're going to go in order from when the games tip off. The first game that tips off Thursday, about 9-15 Pacific, 12-15 Eastern, Minnesota-Louisville. Now, you know, on paper, these aren't two sexy teams, right, Lynch? I mean, you know, you do have the Patino subplot. But overall, people only know Louisville for choking against Duke in an epic collapse. Minnesota is not a very fun team. Uh, I don't know, Lynch. I will tee you up. Uh, so let's get started. You're looking at Minnesota tipping off at 12:15 Eastern against Louisville. And the spread on that one, I believe, is still at five. Correct. Louisville favor by five. Correct. And I, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm glad we're starting with this game because it's the game that I have the least confidence in, uh, and it's only going to get better from here. I'm taking the points. Take, give me those Golden Gophers. Give me Minnesota. I think this ends up being a very close game. Uh, most of the bracket projections that I'm seeing have Louisville winning this game about 58 to 60 percent of the time, which is closer to maybe a three and a half to four point spread. So not a ton of value, but I am going to take yeah. Minnesota in the points here. Doesn't seem to be a public sharp divide, uh, and we're not going to go super deep in all these games. But I do have uh, some things I want to say about Louisville. I'm taking Louisville favor by five. Um, I see one five and a half on the board. I think we'll see more. This is simply a play on one of the two things I look for in March. When I'm unsure, Lynch, I look at two things. You know, you, you marry the analytics and kind of the feel, uh, the, the spot, and all those things that you can't really quantify. And two of the things I look for is guard play, obviously, and the other one is coaching. And Chris Mack, the Louisville coach, five sweet 16s in eight trips to the dance with Xavier. I like that. Chris Mack has always been a good coach in March. I trust him. I will say, listen, Louisville has not beaten a tournament team since February 4th. They come in just 4-8 and eight in their last 12. They never really rebounded from that Duke collapse. It was ugly. But Louisville's a good defensive team. Minnesota stinks offensively. This is how bad they are. Not in the top 240 shooting twos, threes, or free throws. Um, I, I'm going with Louisville favored by five. Next up. Yale, LSU, big, big, big game here. And I say that because the narrative is out there that Yale is a sexy dog. Now, this game opened at about 8.5. It came down to 7, 7.5. I'm seeing 7.5 currently at Westgate as we record this Wednesday morning. I've already bet Yale. Uh, I bet that as the line came out, uh, Sunday, uh, was it late Sunday night? I got 8. Um, and I, and I, you know, I felt more comfortable before, you know, the next 48 hours, Lynch, everybody in the world is on Yale. I feel like the public saw them, was it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday against Harvard. And Yale looked incredible. A lot of people watched that game. And all of a sudden, oh, Yale, let us get. Let me get on them. Yale can play. So uh, I don't feel as good about my play on Yale favored by, I got eight, it's at seven and a half. Yeah, I, I'm with you on this one. I think Yale has the experience advantage. 
they turn the ball over at such a low rate, which we talked about on Monday, and they're sixth to the nation in field goal percentage. Uh, I, I think I don't know that Yale wins this outright, but I think they keep it closer than eight points. Yeah. I will say really quickly, that is going to be one of the hard things this year and next year and in years ahead is really kind of unspooling how much of this is your own analysis and how much of this is how, how you view these teams and these bets and how much of it is just kind of a snowball effect from all these different touts and even people on Twitter and your friends all piling onto these sexy dogs. So really yeah. when I think it is worth pausing and taking a minute to really to really break down how much you like yeah. these teams and how much you think it might just be the conversation around yeah. these teams. And, and that that's a great point uh, because, listen, I, I know it's tough to tune out the noise, um, but there is a lot of noise around that game, and there's a lot of noise around this next game. New Mexico State-Auburn, okay? Folks, this opened at about 7.5, came down to 6.5. I'm seeing 5.5. Very... Uh, sexy underdog here if you can stomach New Mexico State. Again, this is a team not a lot of people watch regularly, right? They're not on FS1. They're not on ESPN. This is a team that plays over 11 guys. They got one guy scoring double figures. They just throw waves at you. I think my guess here is why the, the Sharps are on New Mexico State is because of the high variance of Auburn, the way they shoot the threes. They can be a boom or bust. They could get hot, and this team, I think, could take down North Carolina. They can also go three for 28 from deep against New Mexico State and get bounced. Uh, against my better judgment, I'm going to take the five and a half. Uh, I'm going to take Auburn, favor by five and a half. I, I hope it's not too much of an impulse play after the nice SEC tournament run they had. Uh, Bruce Pearl, I like him as a coach, so I will take Auburn. A little square of me. What are you doing on this? I think it's a good bet, especially as it's come down to to five and a half. The Auburn is eighth in adjusted offense this year while facing a top 30 uh, schedule. They they played a really tough schedule and still had a top 10 adjusted offense. New Mexico State, 37th in adjusted offense. So I think they'll be able to keep pace at least in the first half. But I do think Auburn covers here. Okay. All right. So uh, some agreement. By the way, uh, what are we doing here? Conrad, are you charting them or Lynch? Are you charting both? Yeah, I'm we'll be down all mine because I listen. I know I'm going to miss some. I'm not going to go 32 and 0. I have faith I, I in you. I think, think you're going to go 32 and 0. Uh, all right, so here we go. Game four, Vermont, Florida State. Now again, this is one where money has come in over the last 48 hours on the dog, uh, folks. There's a lot of chatter again about Vermont. Okay, it was 11. I'm seeing. What do you see? Nine, nine and a half. Nine currently. Yeah. Uh, listen, two points here. Uh, I. I, I Keep looking at Vermont, and I don't know what the Sharps are seeing. My guess is that it's a tempo pace situation. That's exactly what it is. Two of the slowest teams yeah. in the tournament field. Uh, Florida State, I believe in their last 15 NCAA tournament games, under is 14-1. and one. So in a slow game, not a lot of points, maybe Vermont covers. Um, I'm going to kick it to you before. I need a couple more seconds. I'm taking this. Vermont for that very Definitely. reason. Listen, okay. I, th- I don't. Now that it's come down to nine, that's a li- that is quite a bit harder. I I took this at uh, Vermont plus ten last night, um, but still, even at minus nine, I think you've got a little bit of value. Uh, excuse me, it's plus nine. I think you've got a little bit of value with Vermont. Yeah, I I know this is going to sound square, but when I look at Vermont, you know, and you, I have enough time this week to dig into all their games. So I looked. What happened when they fared an athletic Kansas team early? They started out great and faded fast and got blown out. What happened when they faced an athletic Louisville team? Started fast, got kind of run out of the gym, and had some garbage points to make it close near the end. Uh, I think Florida State, and again, I've been against Leonard Hamilton in the tournament forever. And I was heavy on Gonzaga. I said this Monday. Heavy on Gonzaga last year, and Florida State blew him out. This FSU team has two pros, Cabin Gelly, man as a pro. They just have guys who will show up, and you get 14 points from your number five guy. This is going to sound square. I have, uh, I think Florida State's a legit Final Four team. I'm going to take Florida State favor by nine. Oh my gosh, that's three. But that's fine. I mean, listen, this is this is something that again I want to call attention to. This you had a game that was at minus 11. It's come down two points. We know historically there can be value when a team when a line moves by two points or more in fading that movement. So I it is square in in a in an overall sense, but I think your process is is, is yeah. good there. I mean, this is a team that held Virginia to 59 in the ACC tournament. There's a team that held Virginia Tech to 63, Virginia Tech to 64. Uh, you know, they, they struggled uh, getting blown out in North Carolina. I, I like this FSU defense, so I'm taking them. Next up, Bradley, Michigan State. Now, 
Lynch, I don't know how deep you want to dive into these 215 games. Uh, Not I'm very. Gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say at the outset, I don't like Michigan State as much as anybody, as much as everybody else does. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and take Bradley. 19 and a half uh, was the line. It's down to 18 and a half. I think that's probably a numbers play. Michigan State put a max effort in the Big Ten tournament. I mean, Lynch, they had to rally in the second half. They lost another guy to injury. Short bench. I can see them coming out sluggish. Last three years, Izzo has struggled in the NCAA tournament. We all know what happened against Middle Tennessee State. Um, give me Bradley getting 18 and a half. I'll take the Sparty party. I, really? Yeah, I, I just... It for me, and we'll we'll see this as we go on through the course of this podcast. I like the ones and the twos in those big numbers. I really do. I think they're I think they're gonna come out and put a licking on these fifteen and sixteen mm. seeds. Okay, now I, that surprises me, folks. Uh, Lynch likes Sparty there. All right, next up, Belmont, Maryland. Now I will preface this by saying Belmont played last night, uh, came back in the second half to beat Temple. Belmont's gonna be, and Lynch can maybe pull up the public. Sharp divide. I believe Belmont will be the public side here. Maryland has faded toward the end of the season. Um, of course, that ugly loss to Nebraska in the Big Ten tournament. Folks, this line opened. Maryland by five. It's already down to three and a half. Uh, and I'm seeing three at some other shops here um, in the desert. So, Maryland, Big Ten team, only favored by three over Belmont. That should be a sign to folks to beware. Be careful. Now, Maryland has two pros. They're a super young team. They have six freshmen on this team. Uh, I like their point guard. I, w- I will bet this game twofold. I will bet Belmont first half, right? They just played Tuesday. Maryland's had about uh, eight days off since their Big Ten loss. And I will bet Belmont for the game. I will take Belmont getting three against a Maryland team that I, I you know, I love Bruno Fernando. He, he's one of their pros. Uh, but I, I'm going to ride with Belmont getting three. Would have taken Belmont at, at plus five. At down Now that it's down to minus three, I really like Maryland. Huh. Uh, I mean, Belmont, listen, I think Belmont is probably a little bit underrated. They're top 50 in the Ken Palm ratings, Maryland, and they've got a, a top 20 offense. But I just, I think Maryland is the better team here across the board and if it's only i'm only laying three points i'll take that yeah uh all right next up northeastern battles kansas folks this is a game we talked about monday uh we are already both of us financially invested in this game that's a good phrase i like that um if you look at you look at this point spread i I'm, i'm a little surprised how much this has moved kansas looks like they opened up at eight and a half is that what you're seeing correct yeah and it's down to six and a half 64 percent of the tickets on northeastern 80 percent of the money 80 80 percent i mean how many guys out there have never seen northeastern play and they're just blindly backing them uh folks this is a team in in the uh you know non-conference they got blasted by virginia tech by 28 lost uh back-to-back games against davidson uh this team got roasted by syracuse why are people betting them against kansas i think it's a fate of kansas i think it's a fate of kansas and the and the stat that again coming back to this like how everyone is having similar conversations and we even did it on monday everyone is talking about northeastern and their three-point shooting top 25 and three-point attempt rate top 25 and three-point percentage they just shoot the lights out and i think that's what people like such as myself are counting on i've got the money line here interesting now money line that's a good payday for you uh i did mention monday vasa pusisha the 23 year old serbian point guard of northeastern he's gonna give kansas some fits again this is you know outside of the kid lawson I, I, there's not a lot to love about Kansas. The injuries, the uh, departure of LeGerald Vick. Uh, it's really going to be the, the Lawson show. I will say Quentin Grimes, he's a future NBA player. If he gets hot, Northeastern obviously in trouble. But yes, we are both on Northeastern getting the points. For uh, purposes of this picks, do you want to go with the 6.5 or what you bet earlier in the week? I think I would actually take Kansas uh, at minus six, six and a half okay. now, that the, the, now that the line has come okay. down. So yeah, for the for the purposes of this, I'll uh, I'll make another wager on Kansas minus six and a half. All right. Uh, next up, again, we're going through all the first round games in time order when they tip off. Remember, coming up, winners podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tell all your friends if they want to win March Madness money. Murray State. Marquette. Uh, it's so funny. This game's being billed as Ja Morant versus Mr. Howard. Um, when you look at the point spread, open Marquette opened at four and a half, down to three and a half. 
I'm going to be on Marquette. Uh, I have already bet this game. I really am feeling this Marquette team with four players shooting over 40% from deep. Uh, I, obviously, I like John Morant. I do think that they will be able to force the other Murray State racers to beat them, and I don't think they can. And This is a tough Marquette team. Uh, you'll hear phrases like battle-tested. I mean, listen, they've been in wars with Villanova, uh, Seton Hall. I, I like Marquette here. Uh, I'm surprised the line's coming down, but I'll take the three and a half. In Jaw, we trust. I'm, uh, I'm oh, riding with no. Murray State. Yeah, right. I mean, just give me, give me elite players in March. And, that, of course, that's no... That's no shade at Howard at all, but I just I love John Morant, and I really think I think Murray State wins this game outright. Woo! Murray State outright. All right, now next up, I would say that this is probably for my money the best game of the first round. I maybe the game that I'm most interested in: Nevada, Nevada versus Florida, the seven ten game. And and folks, I I just I can't get over the fact that. In the preseason, Nevada was basically one of the teams that you thought would, well, everybody thought was Final Four material. Will they go undefeated? And they've had some issues. Now, the one issue you want to watch before this game is what's up with Jordan Caroline. A bruiser inside, very talented player. He had an Achilles injury, mystery Achilles injury, and sat out uh, the San Diego State Conference Tournament game. They, of course, lost that. Now, the coach has said, the training staff has said, he will play against Florida. This game bears watching because it, be it becomes the Florida defense, which is good, against the Nevada offense, which can be scintillating. Folks, I know the Sharps are all over Florida. That line keeps coming down. What's it at now, Lynch? Uh, currently at one and a half, I believe. Yeah, I'm, I, listen, this is the situation where the, the Sharps are on uh, Florida. I'm going to take Nevada. Lynch, you're going to love this. Florida has faced Kentucky twice. Auburn twice, Tennessee twice. You want to know what their record is in those uh, six games? What is it? Zero and six. Damn it, that's what I was going to so guess. So those are the three premier teams in the SEC. They haven't beaten any of them. Again, I'm not throwing shade at Florida. I like their coach, Mike White. Very good job. Excellent coach. I, I for some reason, I'm coming back to Nevada. And listen, throw it in my face if I miss this. I've already bet Nevada. I'm probably going to double down on Nevada uh, here in the next before the game tips off. I just feel they're all undervalued. So many people are talking about Florida. And I'm one of them. Give me the Gators oh, here. It's actually, gosh. yeah, it's Nevada minus two, actually, at this okay. moment. All most right. books. Um, I, I think this is about a coin flip. Again, most of the projections that I'm seeing have Nevada win this 53% of the time. That's not enough for me to lay two full points yeah. against Florida. So I will take huh. the points here in what I'm assuming is mostly a coin flip situation. Let me, Florida, this is how bad they are offensively. 222nd in the country in threes, 202s, 134th in free throws. They can't shoot from anywhere. I, I just I don't buy this Florida team. I'm sorry. Uh, give me Nevada. And I, but and I I hear all of that. And again, you you are a much deeper, more knowledgeable college basketball fan than I am. I will. My reasoning is very simple. Nevada 25th in the Ken Palm ratings, a plus 18.92. Florida 27th, right behind them, plus 18.4. Again, that's basically a coin flip to me, um, independent of the matchups. And of course, the matchups are going to dictate how this game plays out. But for someone like me, who is just trying to make the most informed decisions that they can on 32 bets in a, in a sport where they're not necessarily an expert, I'm going to play numbers, and numbers. I'm going to play trends, and I'm going to play analytics. And so I'm going to take the points here with Florida. All right. Uh, next up, uh, 215, Kentucky versus Abilene Christian. Uh, my pick for the game is going to be Kentucky. I'm going to bet possibly Abilene Christian in the first half. Let me talk you through this Please. logic. Lynch. So a young Kentucky team, a lot of freshmen, freshman point guard. Uh, and the, if you look at them, Calipari, again, young teams the last two years, they struggled against Davidson, won by five in the first round, and then struggled against Northern Kentucky two years ago. They know we're Final Four potential. Almost certainly they're going to be overlooking Abilene Christian. If I'm getting 11 12 in the first half, I'm going to be all over Abilene Christian. But for the game, I will take Kentucky. Oh, gosh, minus 22. Yuck. Wildcats all Yuck. day. Yuck. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all Enough right, said. Ne next up, St. Mary's Villanova. Um, this one's fascinating because Villanova is not as good as everybody thinks. It's another sexy dog game. It is. Uh, but also, is, let's never use that phrase again. I'm just saying. <laughs> is St. Mary's as good as everybody thinks they are, Lynch? I mean, you know, before that went over Gonzaga, 
Okay, St. Mary's was probably almost certainly not headed to the tournament. Right, they lost their other two games to Gonzaga by uh, what uh, forty-eight and fourteen, and I don't think they were going to go to the tournament if they didn't beat Gonzaga in the conference championship game. This is a team in the non-conference. They got smoked by Utah State. They lost to Mississippi State. Lost to Harvard. Y'all lost to UC Irvine. I mean, they they're just not that good of a team. How but, dare you? If you but, lose to UCI and the UCI, Anteaters, you are yeah. clearly an elite team. Uh, you could argue they're battle-tested, you know, uh, generic phrase, because uh, they did also play LSU. Here's why I will be taking St. Mary's in the points and maybe St. Mary's on the money line. Woo! They are very good defending the three. They are they just very good at defending three-pointers. What does Villanova do? They almost live and die by the threes. Ken Palm has this as Villanova by one. The advanced numbers, I, I, go ahead. Villanova is third in three-point attempt rate, 130th in three-point percentage. They, they take a ton of threes. They just don't make them very often. And so when you combine exactly St. Mary's ability, not just to hold teams to a low three-point percentage, because there's some variance there. There's, there's some question about how much you really can affect another team's three-point percentage. Yeah. But what you can do is you can run them off the line. And St. Mary's is very good at also preventing three-point attempts. So I, I agree with you. I take St. Mary's here. Uh, I, I took them a plus five last night. It's now down to Villanova minus four and a half. Really? Still think Four there's value there. So you think there's value in St. Mary's still? I do. Yeah. Interesting. Do you think this closes even like a two and a half or three? Uh, I don't think it gets down that low. Mm -hmm. I could certainly see this getting below the four, though, and getting to minus three and a half. Interesting stuff. Uh, all right. Next up, I believe, I think I wrote this wrong. I have FSU versus Gonzaga. I'm thinking ahead, clearly. Uh, fairly Dickinson versus Gonzaga. Fairly Dickinson. FDU. Uh, FDU. Apologies to the FDU fans. How both of dare you, out you? There. How uh, dare you? I will be on FDU. In the first half, uh, again, the logic here, they just played Tuesday night. They got hot in the second half, made a ton of threes. They're now going to play two days later. Gonzaga's last game was last Monday. So I think that's going to be about a 13-day layoff. Uh, for, no, not quite 13. I think an 11-day layoff for Gonzaga. Uh, thinking about that loss, maybe they come in a little cold. FDU hits some shots. I think there'll be value in FDU first half for the game. I will take Gonzaga. Give me Gonzaga. I'm really, really interested, and I'm, I'm glad we're tracking these, obviously. I'm really interested to see how these first-half bets go go for you yeah. because I think the logic is sound. The logic I, is sound. I is just, you know, it's it's a matter of whether it holds. And so, obviously, we're dealing with a very small sample size, but it's going to be it's gonna be a fun and Monday. And you're trying to get in the head of 18- and 19-year-old kids playing college basketball. In the NFL, right, you can kind of sort of get the feel of guys because there's so much material coming out during the week. But uh, college basketball, a lot harder. Next up, here we go. Montana, Michigan. We talked about this on Monday. I will be on Montana first half. Reminder, it's a rematch from last year. Vengeance, but probably not. Montana jumped out to a 10-0 lead. Trail by three at the half, covered in the first half, wilted there at the end. I don't remember if they covered the full game or not, but it was a lot closer than it was supposed to be. There were some tense moments for Michigan there. Uh, again, same situation. Michigan, great run in the Big Ten tournament. In the championship game, choked in the second half against a rival, they got they got you know swept three and zero oh and three against Michigan State this season. Uh, so I think I believe there's value in Montana in the first half for the game. I'll take Michigan. Give me the Wolverines, and I think you know this is one where analytics really helps you because I, I've seen a number of people citing that Montana is top twenty in defensive rating this year, which is impressive. But look at the schedule. When you adjust yeah. for the strength of schedule and the strength of the opponent, they're 161st in adjusted yeah. defense. So and give me Michigan yeah, here. Their, their leading scorer and rebounder got hurt. He's not going to play. Uh, you know, obviously that hurts against the kid Brad Zakis. I hope I said his name right. He's basically Mo Wagner with swag. Does that all right. make sense? All right. I mean, sure. he's, the guy's throwing up three fingers in the first half when he's hitting bombs. He was He's a good player. As you should. Listen, if there are any children <laughs> listening to this podcast, number one, wait until you're 21 to gamble. Do everything legally. Number two, celebrate. Do everything you can. I hope you're teaching your son's basketball no, no, team, no, no, J-Mac, no, 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 to appreciate that. like doing the air guitar and the three fingers. Do it all. Rub it in. Oh, Beat geez. people and rub it in. Oh, wow. I love that, Lynch. All right. Next up, Seton Hall Wofford. 
this feels and again maybe Lynch can pull up the public sharp split here but this feels like the public is hammering Wofford you know everybody loves a good mid-major they can they can align with Cinderella um, Seton Hall and we talked about this game Monday Seton Hall max effort in the conference tournament uh, ended up coming up short uh, against Villanova I, I like the Seton Hall team but again they're so high variance they're 272nd in the country shooting threes. They don't play a whole heck of a lot of defense. I'm going to go very square pick. Give me Wofford. That's the right pick. Uh, Seton Hall's actually taking 56% of the tickets, huh. 44% of the money, and that, that seems right. Listen, I think Seton Hall can be a trendy team as a two-and-a-half-point dog especially, but Wofford shot 41.6% on threes this year, second in the entire Division One, and they were high, they're the highest three-point shoot or the best three-point shooting team, excuse me, in the entire tournament field. Um, wow. When you compare that to Seton Hall's inability, what's the spread to, on that game? By the way, two and a half at the moment. Okay. Wofford's two and a half point Wofford, favorite. It's actually come down slightly from a three and a half opening. Okay. Did did I say the spread on Montana Michigan? I, uh, I might have forgotten. You might have forgotten. It It probably wouldn't matter anyway, but it's uh, minus 15 and a half at the moment. Minus 50. Yeah, just for scoring purposes. All right, and uh, two games left Thursday night. ODU against Purdue. It's weird, man. The analytics love Purdue. You know they're a top 10 Ken Palm team? I do. In fact, that's in my notes. Very surprising. Now, how is the 216th rated offense, which is what ODU has, going to possibly keep up with Purdue? I don't know, but... But I love the kid, B.J. Stith. How do you know B.J. Stith, Jason? Well, I'm a guy who grew up in Virginia. His father, Bryant Stith, was a Virginia legend, first-round pick of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, B.J. Stith started at Virginia and transferred. This guy can play. Uh, He's not as good as Carson Edwards, of course, the All-American, but Stith is going to make a a difference in this game. I don't love Purdue. Uh, I know uh, ODU is... 323rd shooting free throws. Not very good, but they play defense. They lock in. Jeff Jones, a good coach. Third team he's taken to the dance. Beat VCU earlier this year. Beat Syracuse. I like this team. I'm taking the 13 in ODU. I feel like this is going to be my biggest sweat of the weekend, which is I just am glad that I'm going to be sweating Purdue laying 12 and a half points. It's up from 11 and a half at the opening. But yeah, to your point, Purdue is a top 10 Ken Palm team. Old Dominion, 112th. They're in the yeah. bottom 10 of tourney teams. Yeah, I, good. you know, oh, yeah. 12 and a half is they a pretty. They can't shoot. They can't score. It's a yeah. pretty hefty, you know, margin of victory that I'm shooting for there, but I'll take the Boilermakers and cross my fingers. It's funny. My buddy Pete, who listens to this religiously, uh, we go back to grade school, Thanks, college. Pete. Uh, he, we happen to have bet on or against Purdue so many times this year. And I always feel to lose with them. I, I just I don't like this team. They play a bunch of guards and a seven footer, and uh, I can see if Carson Edwards has an off game, uh, look out. Purdue could lose this game outright. So if you want to sprinkle, you know, a quarter unit on the money line, ODU, why not? And finally, last game Thursday night's going to be a slugfest. Uh, probably an ugly game. Probably low scoring. Baylor, Syracuse. Oh goodness gracious, the Cuse. Uh, you know. That 2-3 zone is going to give everybody problems if you're not ready for it. Baylor has seen some zone, so they may be ready. They won't be. They will, Okay, they won't be that length Tyus battle. The Syracuse point guard is back. Looks like the line's starting to creep up again. We're recording this on Wednesday morning. I'm seeing 2.5 yep. or 2 in some spots. I'm already on Syracuse. This is probably one of my five best bets uh, that I would consider in the first round. Just absolutely love the Cuse here. Um it's a situation where Jim Beheim gets the most out of his players when you least expect it. Uh, I, I just like the the experience. This is a team that was here last year. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with Syracuse. Can't argue with any of that. I, the Jim Beheim factor is huge here. Uh, that zone's going to be huge, and especially when you combine it with the fact that Baylor was 204th in three-point percentage this oh season. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Now, the one big concern is, and, the, and this is frustrating, when you bet on Syracuse, and they're not good rebounding in the zone defense, right? Because, you know, man-to-man, you just turn around, put your butt on somebody, and box them out. In the zone, tough to box out. Baylor is the number two offensive rebounding team in the country. So that scares me if they can get these putbacks. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with Syracuse. Uh, just 
I don't know. I, I, I like the Q's a little bit here. I like Battle, and I actually think they can give Gonzaga problems. If Syracuse two. does manage to out-rebound Baylor, I hope Torian Prince comes back just Whoa, for one geez. post-game press conference yes. and explains Legend. how you out-rebound someone. Perhaps the greatest post-game press conference of all time. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that, that was good stuff. All right, so those are Thursday's games. Uh, man, 16 games. You're going 16-0 and so far. It's uh, incredible. My hope is, you know, if you, if you could do 10-6. and So six, am I, somehow. 10-6, Evenly split dogs and favorites. All right, here are Friday's games. Again, we're going in chronological order of when these games tip off. Friday opens with a bit of a slugfest. Iowa, Cincinnati. Um... Don't love anything about this game. Let me check where the line Except is. Except that it's March Madness and we love everything about March. Yeah, but and I of hear. course you're going to be exhausted uh, from Thursday because you just wall-to-wall basketball for over 12 hours. Line opened at three Cincinnati, up to three and a half. I will be on the Bearcats here. Uh, Iowa has really limped to the finish. They got a couple lucky buzzer beater games this year, or they might not be here. Uh, I, I don't buy anything about this Iowa team. I'm on the Bearcats now. Mild concern, potentially, is Cincy going to get caught looking ahead? The game everybody's talking about, Cincy-Tennessee round two in Columbus. I think that's a 90-minute drive from Cincy. So if the Bearcats, Mick Cronin and Mr. Cumberland, um, don't don't screw this up, I will, uh, I'll t- I'm hoping the Bearcats cover three and a half. I'm taking the Hawkeyes here. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean... I will say what what pushed me over the edge, honestly, is one of my very, very best friends uh, is a diehard Iowa Hawkeyes fan, so I'm rolling with him and TJ. Uh, but what I mean, the, the the more practical reason for this pick is this. I mean, most of the simulations that I'm seeing have Cincinnati as about one and a half point favorites. This is a basically a coin flip with Cincinnati as the 32nd team in the Ken Palm ratings. Iowa as the 36th team in the Ken Palm ratings. So I think when I'm if I get those three and a half points, I'm getting value there. Huh. Interesting. Iowa, huh? Yeah, I mean, Damn, listen, I, I, I wouldn't have anticipated taking Iowa in the NCAA tournament, but I like this matchup, like I said, yeah. as a coin flip. So just this is just a value play do, for me. Is it? Do, are you seeing public numbers? Because remember, Cincinnati kind of throttled Houston there. Uh, and Houston was a good team this year. It almost makes me wonder if that very public win by Cincinnati to end the conference tournament has people back in the Bearcats. That would be accurate. Oh, 67% of the tickets, 70% of the money. Yeah, Just remember, Cincinnati, final two regular season games, lost to UCF and Houston. Um, uh, damn it, Jim. All right, Cincinnati it is. Whatever. Uh, next up, Oklahoma, Ole Miss. Uh, this is probably the most bland game on the entire schedule uh, of games of the first 32. I'm going to take Ole Miss. Let me see what the line's doing here. Um, you got Ole Miss uh, minus one and a half. Oh, but money it's coming, coming in yeah, on Yeah, coming down to, to minus one at uh, at the West Game. Wow, if I can get minus one, I get I, – well, I mean, I, I don't love anything about either of these teams. This is one where – yeah, you, you know, you maybe hold your nose and say, fine, let me back Lon Kruger. He's been to a dun- bunch of tournaments. But this Oklahoma team, dude, uh, I, they, they whooped up on Kansas. And remember that I remember that game because I bet Kansas on the road uh, and Oklahoma tr- throttled them. Since that win, they got destroyed by 15 in uh, Manhattan where they lost to Kansas State and then came out and laid an egg and lost to West Virginia in the Big 12 tournament. So can they recapture that magic from the Kansas win? I, I personally, I don't think so. I'm going to go with uh, Kermit Davis. Everybody loves a guy named Kermit. Even though they've lost four or five here heading into the tournament, the last win they had over a tournament team was, geez, February 13th. Um, give me Ole Miss. Boomer Sooner. Oh, you know how in the NFL we talk about the best way to get a coaching job is to have been anywhere near Sean McVay? Yeah. Well, here's a corollary. How am I supposed to bet against a team that is associated with Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray? Oh, how do I bet against that? No, but seriously, this again, this is another one that I think is basically a straight-up coin flip, and as long as I'm getting the plus one and a half with the Sooners, um, I, will, I will take the plus one and a half all day. Plus one, I, again, I still think is value because I do believe this is a true coin flip based on the numbers, uh, but I'd be obviously more hesitant on that one. Uh, surprising line move here on the next game for me, Lynch. Northern Kentucky, uh, they are playing Texas Tech. Now, Texas Tech is was favored by 14 and a half. 
I'm seeing it's down to 13 and a half. Now, I don't know where that money's coming from and why. Uh, I actually was talking to you know one of the guys who was on this podcast a couple weeks ago, Sean Hurley. He, he thought that Texas Tech loss to West Virginia was great because they were rolling. They had won, uh, I believe, nine or ten straight, absolutely on fire. They were being becoming like, hey, is this a Final Four team? I actually like Texas Tech to blow them out, the number one defense in the country. They are going to be locked in after that loss to West Virginia. Northern Kentucky, they don't do anything well. Uh, awful free throw shooting team uh, in in the uh, you know the non conference. No good wins. I, I I just don't see anything I like. I like Texas Tech big here. I thought I told you if you were going to copy my homework to at least change it up a little bit so the teacher wouldn't know. No, I, everything you just said. Give me Texas Tech. Uh, all right, next up, UC Irvine and Kansas State. This I, Ant-eaters. I, you know, we, we, ant-eaters. <laughs> ant-eaters. Can you imagine sustaining yourself on ants? That has to be a horrible diet. Uh, anyway. That would be <laughs> Lynch on fire here. We talked in-depth about this game Monday. Okay, we're both on the same side. We both have already bet UC Irvine. I will be taking them in addition on the money line. Um, Kansas State, Dean Wade, the star, uh, he's beyond doubtful. Whatever between doubtful and out is, that's where Dean Wade is. The only problem here is this is shaping up as a pick everybody's making. Everybody's on UC Irvine here. It, it's not often that everybody's on uh, a 13 seed. And I, I can't disagree. Uh, listen, my money is already on UCI, on the money line. Uh, like I said on Monday, number one in two-point defense, 97th percentile in the half court. This is going to be a slog, wow. and I think UCI comes out as the winner. So it was five and a half. It's down to four and a half. Correct. I, at what point does the value cross back over to Kansas State? I would say if it gets down to minus three and a half. I think, again, I think for me, and when you look at the historical data, across, actually across both basketball and the NFL – Anytime you get that kind of two-point swing is when you really need to take a hard look at the other side. If you're feeling adventurous, okay, I believe this game is on the West Coast uh, in Best San Coast. Jose, and the tip time is 2 o'clock. So that would be, what, an 11 a.m. body clock start if I'm doing my uh, uh, time zones correct. That's an early start for Kansas State, you know? You're, uh, Friday, 11 o'clock, your body playing a full basketball game? We'll see. I like UC Irvine every which way. Uh, let's go Anteaters. Next up, Colgate, Tennessee. I, I don't know. You guys know I love Tennessee. I have a futures ticket on them to win the title. Uh, I got to see the line here. This is probably a big one. Uh, Colgate is 17.5 point dogs. No movement on the line. Um, I think Tennessee feeling themselves, obviously, after the Kentucky comeback. Uh, thrilling comeback there in the SEC tournament, and they got smashed by Auburn. I like Tennessee to come out and lay the wood to Colgate. Um, just uh, g- give me the beat down. I will take the se- 17.5. Uh, Colgate doesn't play any defense that scary against a juggernaut offense for Tennessee. Vols by $50 billion. Yeah, wow. I, I, I like Tennessee here all day. Both on the Vols. All right. Uh, next up, Gardner-Webb, Virginia. You know that means that Tennessee's getting knocked out in the first no, round, right? They, they, that's not happening. Uh, Let me Virginia. check Colgate money line. UVA. Well, well, well. Cavs opened as 24-point favorites, down to 22-and-a-half. Uh, what do you think they're seeing there, Lynch? Is that sharp money, public money? Uh, One-and-a-half-point move doesn't sound massive. Um, I don't, Do you think this Virginia team, is there some suspect? I mean, this is the Gardner-Webb defense that's 253rd in the country. They're going to stop Kyle Guy and, and, and DeAndre Hunter? I, the only logic I have is that uh, the spotlight's on Virginia. Everybody's watching. Are they going to choke again? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to remind people. In the regular season, they lost to one team. Duke beat them twice. And I believe against FSU, what happened was they had Duke on the mind. Oh, we got to play Duke next. We got him. We already beat FSU. We got Duke next. And Duke got in their head a little bit. And uh, they get smacked around by FSU. I will take Virginia. And I will take the twenty-two and a half points. I will too. I think I think they're out for blood uh, after what happened last year. I don't think they're going to allow anything close to an upset to happen. I think Virginia's up by fifteen or twenty points at half here. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. A lot of the coaches are out doing media tours, going on TV shows, radio. I haven't seen Tony Bennett say anything anywhere. I think this Virginia team is really locked in. They're my pick to win it all. A lot of value there, plus five hundred. I mean, that in a betting sense, obviously. I think you know, if you're going to ask me which team do I think is most likely to win the NCAA tournament, it's Duke. But again, uh, 
the end of February, we did a little bit of a, a preview for March Madness. Virginia was going off at plus 950 to win it all. Wow. So a ton of value there. Very happy with that Nicely bet. Nicely done. Uh, let's go, Virginia. Uh, Arizona State Buffalo. <sighs> Can we call Buffalo a mid-major? They have to be, right? Can we call Arizona State a mid-major? <laughs> so last year, Buffalo destroyed Arizona in the first round. Don't want to talk about it. Killed a couple brackets. Uh, Lynch obviously went to the University of Arizona. Him and Gronkowski were buddies. Uh, Love those star pass we'll, pool parties. Miss you, Gronk. We will, uh, we'll see how Buffalo does again. But this is a situation where Buffalo was the hunter last year. Now they come in as the hunted. Everybody knows, hey, hey, this Buffalo team can play. Uh, you can't mess around with them. I don't know. I'm going to go with Arizona State here, Lynch. Uh, assuming they win, they beat St. John's. Now, one of the big things to watch, the trend is, whoever has won the non-16 seed game on the Wednesday night has usually won not only the next game, but two. I don't have exact numbers because i got a million numbers in front of me. I'm taking Arizona State to beat St. John's. By the way, I, that's my bet tonight. Uh, fairly heavy on Arizona State. I like Hurley. They were in this spot last year, uh, so nothing new for them. I don't love St. John's. I do love Shamari Ponds. I like Arizona State to not only win tonight, but then take down Buffalo on the money line. Now, how do we how do we grade this game since I haven't seen a line yet? I'm seeing just like a six and a half. I mean, yeah, because I'm taking Buffalo minus six and a half against St. John's because it won't be Arizona State. <laughs> Arizona State doesn't even belong in this tournament. They don't belong on this planet. I'm sorry, Sun Devils fans. It's in my blood. Bear down. I, okay, outside of the hatred, obviously, for Arizona State, listen, this is as good of a starting five as I've, you know, this is a team that's just scrappy. They have one pro in the kid, Dort, uh, Lugenis Dort. He's a tough guard. Um, he's bouncy. I like. The, any, I like anybody named Remy Martin, uh, obviously. Uh, but they just have a, like five or six guys. They're not deep. So, you know, expecting them to get to like the Elite Eight seems out of, out of, unlikely. But these guys play as hard as any team I've seen this year. I, I like Arizona State a lot. Sorry, Lynch. Um, moving on. Oregon, Wisconsin. Talked in depth about it Monday. This also is a game I've already bet. Lynch has already bet. Um, and this is the biggest sharp public divide now but i say that because it seems that way everybody seems to like oregon guess what the line is doing folks it's going toward wisconsin now that is not good news for lynch and i uh i actually saw again sunday night briefly oregon was favored by one wisconsin's now favored by two the professionals the prof the uh, analytics gamblers they're on wisconsin producer conrad and the analytics guys all on wisconsin and you can't really hate them. Ken Palm has Wisconsin winning this handily. But, Lynch, this is where the marriage of the analytics combined with feel, spot, hot or not. Uh, you, you look at this Oregon team, 8-0 against the spread in their last eight games. They have figured it out. It took them a while once Bull Bull, their lottery pick, you know, the top 10 recruit out of high school, since he went down with the injury. I just love Kenny Wooten inside, obviously Pritchard. Louis King is a great wing. Are you talking yourself into Oregon? I'm all over Oregon. I mean, I, I, I bet them a couple days ago. Uh, I may add, if I'm getting two, this is going to be like a 54-53 kind of game. Yeah, listen, I think if you like the Ducks, you absolutely need to double down and take, not only is it plus two, at a lot of places, you're getting plus two at minus 105. So yeah. you're, you're getting the short end of the VIG as well. 63% of the tickets on Oregon. 54% of the money. So you've got a, about a plus 9% edge in the tickets and the money on Wisconsin. You know, FTP usually means fade the public. For me, opening weekend especially, fade the Pac-12. Give me Wisconsin wow. all day long. Got him at minus one. Uh, I, I, will take, I would take Wisconsin at minus two. Minus two and a half, you know, I, I just think you're losing out on a ton of value at that point, but I, I really like Wisconsin here. If I had to uh, rank games I'm most excited about, this game's top five because of the split between the analytics guys and everybody else. Yeah, I think this is probably number two for me. Uh, Wisconsin? Yeah. 330th in free throw percentage. I mean, Ethan Happ, as we talked about, he's unplayable in the final five minutes. They will hack a Hap. That's a thing, people. I'm not making that up. Hack a hap. He's like 46% from the line. Wisconsin locks in on defense. I just think those Oregon analytics are screwed up because of the big change they had this season. But I will say, uh, you know, Wisconsin has beaten, I mean, I don't. they have to have at least eight or nine wins over tournament teams. Heck, they beat Ohio State. 
Iowa uh, recently. They took down Minnesota. They took down Maryland. I mean, Michigan. Tough spot. I, I'm, I'm riding with the Ducks here. All right, next up. And this is another top five game for me. I love this game, Lynch. Washington-Utah State Friday. Again, another slobber knocker. Washington, of course, with their uh, their head coach, Mike Hopkins, a Jim Beheim disciple, loves that 2-3 zone. Analytics guys like Washington a lot. I uh, I don't know, Lynch. Please tell me that the Sharps are on Utah State because I love Utah State here. Love, love, love. This is a this is a nice situation. Utah State, 68% of the tickets, 69% of the money. Interesting. That's good for me, right? That is very good Utah for you. Utah favored by three. I'm on Utah State. As who, you should who, be. Who do you have here? Fade the Pac-12, period. Give me Utah State. Okay. Now let me ask you one more thing. Uh, when it comes to Utah State, Washington, can either of these teams give North Carolina a run? Because I don't think we'll be able to do a podcast Friday night after all the games are done before round two tips. Um, do you think either team can give North Carolina a run? Sorry, my, my brain just had to <laughs> reboot for a second. No. So, so I did this TVG show uh, this morning. Um, a $500,000 bet came in at the FanDuel Sportsbook on North Carolina to win the Midwest. West, I think that's the bracket to win it. Um, that's in a bracket with Kentucky. I like this Utah State team, man. I, I Conrad's probably here laughing at me. I'm telling you, this kid Merrill, man, he's good. He's a damn good player. I like him a lot. They got a big kid inside, six eleven guy from Portugal, and he looks like a future NBA player. I think that Utah State not only will beat Washington, but I'm going to be taking the points against North Carolina. North Carolina plus 185 to win the mid, the yeah to win the Midwest. Easy for me to say. Wow, five hundred thousand dollars on North Carolina. You know, North Carolina feels like a square team because you know why? The public loves offense, right? And North Carolina is going to put up ninety in, in you know. Well, That's and what they do. And North Carolina versus Duke, right? I mean, mm. people have watched this North Carolina team play basketball. It, I think they're. It's not a lot more complicated than that. By the way, while we're here, Kentucky plus 275 to win the Midwest. Might be some value there. I think there. there's some value there. My only pro- eh, we'll get. Did we get to Kentucky yet? Yeah, we did a little Kentucky. I just, they're so young. Six freshmen. How can you points? already have forgotten about betting against Abilene, Abilene Christian? Christian? Man, I'm, I'm making, offended. I might have to reload the account uh, heading into the weekend if, if this goes badly. Uh, next up, Duke against a 16 seed to be named later. Duke against, it doesn't matter who they're playing. Is this line going to be over 30? Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's uh, against the the placeholder right now. It's thirty five and a half. Oh my gosh! Uh, I will take sixteen seed to be named later, getting thirty five. I will take Zion Williamson all day, every day. I'll take him to the airport if he needs it. I'll take him to pick up his dry cleaning, okay. whatever he needs. Uh, knowing that he has a short bench, if Coach K is up twenty with ten minutes left, is he still playing Zion and Barrett? I mean, they only have seven guys. That's I mean, a fair really point. That's a fair point. I I just think that this is going to be like one ten to fifty six or something like that. Okay, they would be covering thirty five in that, that instance. Uh, and, and then Duke would have to possibly face pressure heavy VCU or UCF in the second round. I, I don't know if he's calling off the dogs up twenty. We'll see. I, I would take the third. I'm taking thirty five points anytime I can get it. Right. Uh, next up, Georgia State Houston. This is a game I haven't looked into much. But it's weird. I already have a bet on Houston simply because people remember the dude who fell out of the chair, uh, Ron something or other, uh, the coach of uh, Georgia State. He fell out of his chair when his son, who was drafted by the Celtics, hit that three-pointer. And Yeah, th- Ron Hunter. Ron Arge- Hunter. Yeah. People are talking, oh, Georgia State, they can do it again. I just saw Houston get smacked around by Cincinnati. Give me Houston and the Cougars. Um, by the way, Houston... Yeah, they're a Ken Palm darling. Lynch, you know that, right? Top 25 offense and defense. They're the number one effective field goal defense in the country. This is a dangerous team nobody's talking about. 13th in adjusted defense. They are going to smother opponents, especially yeah. Georgia State in the I, first round. I think round. this is actually like maybe a two-unit play unit play on Houston. You're on Houston as well, right? Yes, sir. I mean, Absolutely. 12 is, seems like nothing. Folks, this is a team in the uh, non-conference. Beat Oregon. Beat LSU. Beat St. Louis. Beat Utah State. That's four non-conference wins over tournament teams. I like Houston bigly. Bigly. Yeah, bigly. All right, three games left. We're going through all 32. Yes, this is my this favorite is. one. What, how long is this, Conrad? 40 minutes? I mean, this is a classic. 50! All right, well, hey, other podcasts go 50 minutes. We can do 50. Um, Liberty, Mississippi State. 
Um, I'm, I, a lot of, a lot of chatter about liberty, huh? I, I see that grin on Lynch's face. I know he's shaping up to take a dog here. All right, let me quickly look at the line. That's accurate. Uh, ooh. Mississippi State open seven and a half, down to six and a half. Um, and what will be a low-scoring game? I'll take Liberty. Yeah, this okay, this is the single dumbest bet I will make oh. this month. Other than perhaps betting on Bucks minus 13 against the Lakers, not knowing if Giannis was going to play. Still covered. You it's fine. He was going to mention that, right? But you the process was bad. He's been talking about Absolutely. Great victory for Give Lakers. me the Liberty Flames purely because they are the Liberty Flames. That's it. There's no logic here. That's it. Give I me was, liberty. I was expecting a give me liberty or give me liberty, liberty, death. liberty. Oh, there's a commercial. Yeah. Uh, so we're both on liberty. Okay. Now this one, you know, I feel like we need a good ten minutes on this. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Ohio State and Iowa State. So initially, I look at this, I'm like, dude, I, uh, Ohio State. What, what are they even doing in this tournament? How dare you? I'm offended on uh, Conrad's behalf. The line behalf. opened at six and a half for Iowa State and it's come down to five and a half and I'm looking around I'm like what the hell's going on here and then I start reading about uh, this these Ohio State injuries and like maybe people aren't factoring that into account their star the kid uh, Wesson he's apparently back and I, I like a lot about Iowa State a lot to like about this team they got the kid uh, Shyock the uh, Virginia transfer Tail, uh, Hunter Horton Tucker is a future NBA player but how much of a come down is there going to be from that thrilling, basically a home victory in the Big 12 tournament over Kansas? They wanted that. They wanted that bad. And will they then be satisfied and satiated with that win? I don't know. I'm starting to look a little bit at Ohio State. Lynch, please talk me out of it. I can't. I, uh, I actually took the Buckeyes on the money line here. As we sit on Wednesday morning, I probably wouldn't make that play again. I've really kind of talked myself into Iowa State and that top 10 adjusted offense. But listen, Ohio State's top 30 in adjusted defense. I think that, to your point with the injuries, I think that kind of understates how good this team is on that end of the court. Uh, in March, I really lean a little bit more toward defenses unless you are a very prolific three-point shooting team on offense. I think Ohio State keeps this within the five and a half again i'm not confident in my money line bet as we sit here wednesday morning but i do like the buckeyes uh and the points interesting so is that one of your better plays or you feel strong and confident or is that kind of a middling uh i it is one of my stronger plays but i i'm starting to lose a little bit of confidence in it if i'm being 100 percent honest interesting now this is a team again they limp to the finish of one two three four five six seven losses in their last 10 games but again they've had the injuries they do lock down on defense uh I, you know what i'm gonna go ahead and take iowa state i know the line's going the wrong way against me but iowa state six and a half again uh when in doubt disagree yeah now they did lo they lost five of six heading into the big 12 tournament they kind of rode that home crowd this is a good explosive offense your classic offense defense matchup um i'm gonna i'm gonna go iowa state all right and to round it out the final game friday night virginia tech st louis um, here's the reason I have a little concern about Virginia Tech. Lynch, so many people are talking about, well, Virginia Tech could give Duke problems in the Sweet 16. I mean, if Virginia Tech's listening out there, they're going to be thinking about Duke. They're not going to be thinking about St. Louis. Now, the line was 10. It's up to 10.5. Hokies favored by 10.5. I like Buzz Peterson a lot. The two things I said early in the podcast that I like are good coaches and guard play. Okay? Um, Virginia Tech has both. Uh, they got a future NBA player in Alexander Walker, who's a nice wing. They get their star senior guard, Justin Robinson, back. The kid Blackshear is a monster inside. Listen, if not for two freak FSU shots, uh, I know Conrad was on the wrong end of them. Uh, end of regulation, FSU hits a prayer in the ACC tournament to send it to overtime, and then the kid Mann uh, hits like a, a on-the-run freakish uh, shot with like a second left, and they win. Virginia Tech is playing Duke, uh, you know, in the ACC Final Four. So I love this Virginia Tech team. I do agree they're a live dog against Duke. By the way, I've been told that's going to be a single-digit spread uh, in the uh, Sweet 16 should they meet. So uh, Virginia Tech getting a lot of love. I'm going to go ahead and take the Hokies. Ten and a half is a lot 
for a team that might be feeling itself, but give me Virginia Tech. I don't think it's a lot for a team that's 11th in the Ken Palm ratings, 11th in adjusted offense, and 25th in adjusted defense. This is a very, very good team on both sides of the ball. Both, excuse me, both ends of the court. Just used to talking NFL. Um, yeah, give me Virginia Tech all day here, all even right. at the 10 and a half. So, folks, we went through every I think, first did we, round game. I'm sorry, did I blank? I know we just talked about a bunch of games. We, did we skip UCF VCU? I think we UCF, skipped UCF VCU there. Did that somehow not get on here? It's uh, it no, it's right. When is it's it? The the third to last game there, my friend. Right before Ohio State, Ohio, Iowa oh, State. You I'm were so sorry. excited to break UCF Conrad's heart VCU. that you skipped UCF VCU. UCF VCU. All right, I'll let you get started. VCU looks like a lot of money coming in on uh, UCF uh, VCU. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. VCU opened as a one point favorite. They're now a one point dog, and okay. I will take that swing. Uh, no problem. You'll Sec- take UCF? Yeah, uh, no, I'm taking VCU. Yeah, excuse I am me. As well. Second in defensive rating, seventh in adjusted defensive rating. So not only were they did they just prevent teams from scoring, they did it against a very very tough yeah. schedule. Um, I I love VCU yeah, here. UCF very turnover prone. Uh, I, I believe 109th in the country in turnover percentage. That doesn't play well against a rabid defense. And uh, I can't. I, I wonder why. Oh, maybe this Marcus Evans injury, the uh, Virginia Commonwealth guard, yep, one of their I think better that's players. It. Is he's probable? I'm seeing he's listed as um, UCF has the big kid Taco Fall. You know, uh, he's. I can guarantee you a couple things. Taco Fall will be featured in one shining moment, just because he's like seven foot six. Uh, I'm taking VCU, getting a point now. I mean, you're on VCU as well. I'm on VCU, and yeah, I think I, I mean, I think what happened here is this game, as evidenced by the line, is essentially a coin flip. So when it opens at UCF plus one, you jump on the points, right? And then as it swung to the other side, you're probably seeing a little bit more money come in on VCU to the point that as we sit here Wednesday morning, 45% of the tickets are on VCU, 52% of the money. So it's got VCU has become the sharp side. It's just a matter of after the line moved. Wow. Damn. Okay. All right, folks. We just buzzed through all 32 games. That's that's madness. Um, it's March Madness. A, a couple things, right? So uh, it's been brought to my attention. Jason, you're filling out all these brackets and you're making bets? What's going on here? And I want to address it because it obviously makes sense. Brackets are for fun that you submit to uh, you know, bracket contests. Or the foxsports.com slash bracket where you can literally win Cousin Sal's home. His literal home. You can win it. It can be yours. You also get, I believe, his son who has an iPad surgically glued to his head. Wait, is this a real thing? Yeah, absolutely. Foxsports.com slash bracket. If you pick a perfect bracket... You win either Cousin Sal's home or a million dollars in cash. Your choice. I'm taking the house. Sorry, Sal. Yeah, uh, I haven't Zillowed his house yet, but uh, well, that's a real thing. Yes, I wouldn't lie to you. Cousin Sal, that's madness. Um, so, I, listen, I w- betting games, I don't mind coming out and saying this. I don't know if uh, you know the IRS is listening or what have you. Obviously, I bet games. Uh, you know, a standard one-issue plays, one-unit issued plays for most of them. Some of these first halves, I'll go either a third of a unit or a half unit. Um, and, and it gets, you know, you can get a little trigger happy when you're betting in-game. First half, second half. Uh, and, and listen, I, I, I don't bet a ton during the summer. Baseball is crazy to bet, right? Uh, I like betting baseball, but it can be a little crazy. There's so many games. You know where the one thing to bet during the summer NBA Summer League. Oh, my gosh. See, that's where you get into little degenerate. So, NBA Plus... I go heavy in March Madness. I love it. Uh, I'm not going to Vegas this year. I went a couple years ago. had one of my best runs ever. It was phenomenal. It was the it was the one where Buddy Heald lost by like 30 in the Final Four, and there was another blowout in the Final Four. Um, I had a great run. I'm hoping for a great run. Championship week was pretty good to me. Not great, but good. And uh, I know some of you listening are going to want the machine picks. I said the guys beforehand. They came in with some NIT and some CBI picks, and I just ignored them because I'm a dope. They went 3-0 last night. Uh, that what did you learn? Uh, you can bet the inferior tournaments. That's what I learned. Uh, so I will be posting whatever machine picks come through. Again, mostly totals. Uh, a lot of unders, I would assume. And, uh, folks, listen, it's Christmas Eve right now, right? Uh, we got a couple, what, uh, 12, 20, 24 hours from now, we will be deep in the throes of the second half of one of the early games. Uh, Lynch, what's your setup going to be like tomorrow? Uh, Tomorrow's actually an interesting day because, as I'm sure some of our listeners are aware, the 
Uh, Walt Disney 21st Century Fox transaction just became official this morning. So we've got an all-hands meeting. I'll probably have to be sneakily watching the games on my phone for oh, that. Man. Don't tell anyone. But other than that, I will be here at our Fox Sports lot, uh, perched in our video room where we have seven televisions and i will be um ostensibly yeah. helping our video team uh, pick highlights but i'll just be watching the games let's yeah. be honest I, I still remember what three years ago fox was recruiting me out here and they i had to come out the during the week of the ncaa tournament and you know me i like to sit at home multiple tvs juggling the uh, watching the game and i was like real oh, i get to go on tv champion i was so excited and i was watching the games in the, what do they call it the avocado room yes sir and I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is heavenly. Food everywhere, drinks. You got all the games on. People just going crazy. It's a great setup here at Fox. Um, so, for, for producer Conrad, do you want to give any parting shots here? He's saying no. He Conrad's had a rough day. Uh, we won't get into it, but uh, he's going to bounce back strong. For Andrew Lynch, I am Jason McIntyre. Thank you for listening to Coming Up Winners. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. We will talk to you next week.